I'm Kimberly Amici. Welcome to the Build Your Best Family podcast. This is a practical show to help you imagine, plan, and build your best family. We believe that the secret to having a happy family is not being perfect, but having purpose. Each week, I'll be sharing with you lessons I've learned and conversations I've had that will help you become who you want to be together. I spent a lot of time chasing balance. When I was a young mom, I tried to do it all. I can remember signing up for everything possible at my kid's school because I thought that's what I was supposed to do. Sure, I enjoyed it for the most part. It allowed me to meet people and engage in my then new community. But I was also juggling almost all of the parenting and home life responsibilities because my husband was working long hours. I also worked doing freelance design when my kids napped, but made very little time, if any, for myself. On paper, it looked like I was winning, but really I was saying yes to things that weren't really important to me and as a result had to say no to things that I'd hoped I would get to someday. Thankfully, that all changed when I named and began to lean into my values. I flipped the script and began to say yes to the things that mattered and no to the things that didn't. This week's guest is someone I wish I had met all those years ago because she loves to help women get off the hamster wheel and to take steps to focus on what matters the most. Her name is Jamira Pollard, and she is the host of the top-rated weekly podcast, A Well-Rounded Life, and owns the online shop, Living Well-Rounded Merch Boutique. Through her coaching firm, Coaching for Creatives, Jamira finds joy as the strategic support and encouragement for entrepreneurs seeking a thriving business and a well-rounded life. We talked about how she became passionate about this topic, what a well-rounded life means, and some of the steps that can help us achieve that. Plus, we also talked about how to maintain what's important to us in seasons of transition. But before we head over to my conversation with Jamira, I wanted to remind you that it is not too late to sign up for the Have More Fun and Connect With Your Kids pop-up podcast. It has everything you need to slow down and make the most of your time together. It was curated specifically for moms to have a happier and more connected family. Now, these special episodes feature family coaches, authors, speakers, and experienced moms to help you parent with peace and purpose. So if you're looking to engage with, in great conversations as a family, have guaranteed fun with your people, and raise self-sufficient kids, you'll want to tune in to this. Here's the thing. The sessions become available on Monday, June 13th. But you can still listen to them until Friday, June 17th. It only takes a moment to sign up, so go do it now at www.buildyourbestfamily.com forward slash pop-up podcast, or head over to the show notes to find the link. Then check your email, and you'll get an exclusive link that will allow you to listen instantly in your favorite podcast app. Now on to the secrets to living a well-rounded life. Welcome, Jamira. It is fantastic to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to chat with you finally. Yes. So a question that we ask all of our guests is, what is your family known for? Love this question. So my family is known for always putting God first. We are a family that likes to have fun, loves to travel, and always showing up as the best version of ourselves. Mm -hmm. That's great. So like when we come to, if I come to visit, what can I expect at your house? If you, man, in our house, it is always live and you can expect us all to be together. If someone calls, we're all like together all the time. I realized on the couch, 
playing games, being creative, watching something new on TV as a family, but we are very close knit and I I love it so much. Mm -hmm. So when you get one of you, you get all of you. You get all of us, but that means you get a variety of all the things. So you're never bored at our house. Yeah. When my kids were little and we were navigating this idea of playdates, I was like, do I make the sister or the brother go away? Are they just here? Mm -hmm. And the way we finally, I made the decision, this is we're a package deal. If your friend wants to come over, yeah, I understand you might want to have some one-on-one time, but I'm not going to shoo anybody away. We're not going to go away. So you, you, you know, we're here. This is what you get. And, and now that my kids are older, the relationships we have with these families is more than just the one person you would, they have relationships. So my, my kids' friends have relationships with my kids' siblings, you know, it's it, we all go together. Now they're all in high school and the grades hang out together and there's kind of no age, you know, when it's yeah. younger, it's a little different, but once they get to high school to see, you know, my oldest daughter's hang, friends are hanging out with my younger daughter. And, you know, it's just really fun to see. It's interesting. Similar. My son goes to the school that a lot of my daughter's friends go to. So Mm -hmm. he thinks those are his friends. Yeah. He sees them every day. And because she goes to a a different school. So he's like, I saw your friend today. And she or my friends today. She's like, those are my friends. So so he he stole some of her friends away because they treat him like a little brother. Yeah. Oh, I love that, too. I can so appreciate that. All right. Well, tell us a little bit about um, your story and what has brought you to the work that you do today. So I am Jemira and I am based in the DC metro area. I'm a native of Northern Virginia and I'm a former wedding planner turned coach for creative entrepreneurs and also moms and working professionals that are just living, uh, seeking to live a life that feels well-rounded. We do not believe in balance over here. We do not believe that you could, could or should put your family on the same level as your work. Uh, I feel like you can do both and do them both well, but maybe not always at the same time. And so for me, I did have that corporate nine to five job while running my wedding planning business with a newborn. And also in a season where um, the the season where I had my daughter, I also lost my mother um, from breast cancer in a short eight month span. Mm. So when you have life-changing events like, birthing of child, and then also losing a parent in the same season, you really start to think about the things like what matters Mm. most to me. Mm -hmm. And so that has definitely led me to just inspiring and encouraging others to focus on what matters most and to just make those things the center of everything that you do. And then everything else will fall in place around it. So for me, I've lived the crazy hustle. I've been on that hamster wheel. I've done a lot of things, but nothing compares to the work that I do now, because I feel like it is definitely important so that people can just be very intentional about how you know they move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can totally relate. I've had seasons where I'm holding joy and grief and that tension is incredibly difficult. And it, it if you don't have experience, you don't know how to show up in those seasons and you don't know oh, yes. what it, what it means to, oh gosh, take care of yourself, take care of everybody else and, and do it in a healthy way. Absolutely. Yeah, it can be extremely Absolutely. difficult. Yeah. Yes. So your brand centers around a well-rounded life. So talk to us about what exactly that means. Cause you say there's no balance. No. So no we're, we're replacing that with well-rounded, right? Yes. <laughs> Is that what yes. we're doing? Let's do that today. Okay. Let's replace 
balance and work-life balance with living well-rounded. And Mm -hmm. it basically, to me, it means that, you know, for years we've heard, oh, if I'm just striving for work-life balance, you know, work-life balance, work-life balance. But I realized soon that, you know, there, I shouldn't be chasing uh, to have family and and work be on the same playing field. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it just means that whatever your version of living well-rounded looks like, if that means having a job that you really love or a creative business. If you're someone that's married or in a season of just trying to find someone, a partner of some sort, if you are a mom or someone that doesn't even aspire to have children and you want to make yourself the core of everything, then that could be your version of well-rounded. And so if those are the things that are important to you, like faith and your health and whatever, then let's try to do more of those things. Let's show up in those areas a lot more instead of feeling like we just have to put so much attention into work, 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 when at the end of the day, it's not filling our cups. And Mm -hmm. so living well-rounded is just figuring out the things that are important to you and then making space, time, and making it a priority to just do more of of the good stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds good. So what are some of the steps that you have to figuring that out? Because I can imagine that... um, you know, and the work that I do with families, we have a picture of what we think it should look like, right? And sometimes we achieve it and we realize it's not as fulfilling as we'd like it to be. And there's a tendency to want to uh, have the life that everybody wants us to have. So what are like, how do, what are some of the steps that we should be taking or questions we should be asking ourselves about that? Love this question. The first thing is I always say, take inventory, take inventory of a few things, how you spend your time, uh, where you spend your money, and take inventory of the things that you feel like you are lacking or you're feeling just resentful sometimes of, okay, mm-hmm. I'm not able to do this or I see other people doing that. So take inventory of what matters to you. Take inventory of things that you want to take off your plate. Take inventory of just what you feel like would benefit you in the long run if you did more of it or if you did less of it. So just take inventory of those things that are filling your time or in the things that you would love more of. And so with that, you know, you just have to decide what your priorities are. And if you say family is important to you, if you say faith is important to you, how does that show up in our everyday uh, life? How does your faith show up in how you walk, how you move, how you eat, how you sleep? How does that show up? If family is important to you, which a lot of my audience, family is like everything, then are, do you have intentional date nights with your partner? Do you have one-on-one dates with your children, which is something that I love so much. And I wish, you know, I had that opportunity with my mother to have that one-on-one time. Are you having the dates with your girlfriends or even just time alone for yourself? And so what you have to decide is what that version of well-rounded looks like. And then from there, you can start to take inventory of what feels like you know, we need to make some changes here or there. So figuring out the version means just getting excited about what the future looks like if you removed all the barriers and boundaries. Like, what does that look like? What excites you and brings you joy when you think about doing all the things that you love so much? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you mentioned something about, um, what'd you say about resentment? What are the things that you're resenting? Resentment is you can be on social media and you could see people traveling. You can see your friends having cocktails with, you know, a group of girlfriends having cocktails or a couple on a trying a new restaurant. And you're like, 
goodness, I haven't done that in a long time. I haven't had a date with my spouse. It's been a long time since I had a girl's night or you see someone sharing a scripture and you haven't picked up your Bible. You start to get resentful that these people are doing the things that you want to do. But oftentimes it's us. It's us that are preventing all these things from happening. And it just sometimes takes a phone call, an action, a decision in order to actually do these things. So no need to be resentful. It's more about just making a decision and deciding to take some action on it. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad you mentioned that because there are some things sometimes when I swipe through, I'm like, oh, but there are things that I desire to do. And if I'm, you know, like even when I, when I was on my own journey of finding out like what filled me up, it was really hard for me to come up with those things that excited me because I didn't, I hadn't experienced them yet or I didn't even know where to start. And mm-hmm. so I do like, even though I like to focus on the positive, not the negative, to look at those things that make us resentful or tear up or um, long for when we see other people doing them. That's just as much as an indicator maybe as what we're getting excited about because Absolutely. I do think we spend so much time, you know, especially as women, as mom, taking care of everybody else. We have no idea what we want to do because we've never spent the time to think about it. So it's like, it's hard sometimes to come up with those things. It's very hard. And you know, it's funny because in the last year, the question I've been asking my girlfriends and family is, what are some of your hobbies? What do you do for Mm. fun? And a lot of people don't have any hobbies. They, you have hobbies as kids, you know, you play games, you play sports, you do crafts, you do art, and then we lose it. And so the challenge I've had for my friends is like, all right, guys, we're going to find some hobbies and it's not going to just be Netflix and chilling or being on social media. It's going to be something that just makes us feel like a kid again, or just makes us just block out all the noise from the everyday hustle and bustle. So hobbies are something that I also feel like as we explore living well-rounded, just the things that just, just cultivate more joy in our lives on a day-to-day. Yeah. So in the people that you work with, with your friends, what are some of grown up hobbies that you're seeing? Because like I immediately I'm like, I've, I've picked up a few, but mm-hmm. I'm like, I still think there's so many to explore. So what, what what's even out there? <laughs> what are so, your friends picking up? Yeah. So friends are picking up gardening and a lot of people, especially during the pandemic, uh, baking and cooking mm-hmm. and then pl- uh, plants like plant moms. You see all see them all on social media. So just learning, you know, about plants and how to nurture and care for these, these things as well. Uh, just wine tastings, exploring different wineries, knowing what mm-hmm. pairs well together. That has always been something fun um, as well. Personally, um, I crochet. People don't really know that about me. <laughs> so my mom <laughs> taught me how to crochet when I was little. And so I picked that back up as something to do. And now there's so many more resources. So it's been great to learn how to crochet and, and knit on a different level, but just, you know, cooking, baking, doing arts, the paint parties at the paint bars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people have memberships to those now because it's something you can do with a group with good food, drinks and all the things. So there are little things here and there and you, you will see other people doing again on social media, mm-hmm. and then you can turn it into something that you do on a regular basis but the key is to try it. Just try it once. And if you don't like it, move on to something else. But you never know until you try. Yeah, those are good ones. I mean, you just named things I would have never even thought of. The whole plant mom thing. Yeah. I guess that's a thing. 
It is a whole <laughs> new surprise. They name their plants. They they measure to see their growth and what soil. I'm not there. I kill everything. So yeah, yeah, me. no, no, no. Me too. I mean, that's like <laughs> a running joke. Although I have wanted, to, I've done gardening of the herbs. And uh, I do enjoy that in the warmer months. And then I have picked up doing crossword puzzles and I like to play tennis. Yes. Puzzles, um, yeah. Sure. And then puzzle puzzles, like, yeah, we've, we've picked up a little bit of that. And so, uh, yeah, to identify it, I think is one step. And then to actually make it happen is another step. What are your tips for people to actually make it a reality and not just something that they think about? Um, so first thing is I always say, look at your calendar. Like you can hit pause on this show right now, look at your calendar and say, okay, on Friday from five to seven, I am going to do X and insert hobby. The problem I'm finding with, uh, and I'm not gonna say problem, I'll just say the challenge that I'm finding with a lot of people is that they will schedule a business meeting and they will not miss it at all but they will miss a meeting or a date with their themselves or again, the people that they claim matter to them. So set a date for yourself to do the fun things that we just named and be very mm-hmm. intentional and treat it like an important business meeting. And when you start having those non-negotiables and setting boundaries, it becomes more of a habit. And so look at your calendar, make it a reoccurring appointment and know that that is all about you. Or for my husband and I, we have a date night or a date day because pandemic, we're all mm-hmm. at home. Mm-hmm. And so it's non-negotiable since we were engaged almost what 15 years ago. It's a thing where it was our non-negotiable and our whole family and tribe support it. They think it's great. So if they know that we're on a date night that, okay, well, we'll let, we'll talk to you later because they know it's our thing. So look at your calendar, set a date, be intentional, adjust if you need to adjust, but hold yourself accountable until you get into some type of habit. And then, you know, it'll, you'll, you'll thank yourself later once you, you do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what is some of the language and the discussions that you have with children about taking time for you and not for them? <laughs> oh, man. that is so good. You know, it's, it's interesting because in our house, in our family, they know that I literally, my work and passion is teaching people to live well-rounded and to, to have fun and to do all the things. Uh, So for us, you know, it's, it's like a culture. They, they know that it's important for mommy and daddy to go on a date. It's important for me to, they see me going to brunch with my friends. It's important for us to travel. They see it as a lifestyle. And so they don't know any different. Mm. And so the thing also with, if you're trying to introduce this to your family, then you explain to them, okay, we're going on a trip or I'm going to do yoga for an hour. And when I come back, because I've had my time, I'm now going to spend time on you or I'm going to spend time nurturing something else and I can be more intentional. The problem I've, you know, I have seen even with my family is, I've had to communicate the importance of it for them to respect it. Mm-hmm. And then they understand that if you let me do X, then I can show up as a better version of myself to serve you shortly after. Mm-hmm. And so that's even with me in work. If they know I have a speaking engagement or a big launch or a project, they leave me be because they know I'm going to be looking forward to time with them once it's all said and done. I don't want to look at work or anything. Mm-hmm. And so they get excited that they'll get the full version of me versus me just trying to have all the balls in their air at the same time. And so the conversations that need to be had are, this is important. This is a meeting I cannot miss. 
And as a result, you will benefit in the long run. So I'm actually doing this for you, not just for myself, but for you in the process. Yeah, that's good. And you said lifestyle. I mean, I think that's key. That's what the part about building culture is that it becomes something that's expected, something that is just is what it is. This is what we do. This is how we live. And um, the more you do it, the more it becomes normal and they understand it. I, I know when my kids were little, I mean, they kind of roll their eyes a little bit now, but I'd go pick them up for playdates and they'd be like, mom, could you just stop chatting? Cause you know, like, you know, and I'm like, yeah. I'm sorry, you just had a playdate. This is mommy's version of a playdate. This is Honestly. like you, especially after church, yeah. oh, if they have to wait for us to talk to people. I'm like, we take you to hang out with your friends every day after school. This, this is, is when we get time. to see our it, it is so true. And it's funny, the after church thing, because it's like, you can't talk while you're in church, right? So yeah, we have to wait to talk to our friends afterwards. I know. And I'm like, I didn't get to see them at school every day. Like you get to see your friends. Yeah. And um, so I think, yeah, that that conversation is important to have and to stress to them the importance, um, you know, because when they get older, I want them to have a well-balanced life. I want them to take care of themselves and take care of their family. And um, yeah, they don't, they're not going to know how to do that if they don't see us do that for sure. That is so true. And on so many levels is that if they see it in the home, then it becomes a lifestyle and then they'll start to raise their family in a similar model, most likely. And then it just, it's a win across the board and it's Mm -hmm. easier to start today and, you know, start putting the action in place before you even have a family. Cause I know some people are like, maybe this doesn't, isn't relatable because they don't, I don't have kids yet, but taking time for yourself now and make it in non-negotiable, then you can start to build, you know, the other things when you do move into different seasons. And so Mm -hmm. that's also exciting as well. Yeah. So we mentioned earlier um, about, you know, joy and grief and going through troubling times. And we've just gone through huge transitions in the way we've done family life and the way we've done work life. So how do we go about maintaining a well-rounded life in seasons where there's transition or unexpected um, circumstances, you know, how do we maintain it? What do we look out for? And then what do we do? How do we circle back? Like, what are the things to keep in mind? Instead of throwing it all out the window and saying, we're done, we can't do this right now. (laughs) It's, It's interesting because although the pandemic took a lot from us all, there were a lot of blessings in disguise. I feel that the pandemic forced us all to slow down, forced us to reevaluate the things and the people that are important to us and the people that we really just miss, like, man, I miss seeing them every day and, you know, all in all of that. And so with that being said, you know, the challenge now is instead of getting back into the game and the old patterns and habits that wore us down, that made us tired, that made us resentful, we actually now have an opportunity to hit reset. And so because of that, you know, I just really encourage anyone listening to determine the things that you did not like pre-pandemic, that you that did not feel good, that felt kind of icky. If it was a job, if it's a relationship, if it's whatever it is. And then before you go back into those old habits, how can we create new patterns and whatnot? And so with all of that in this new transition, you don't have to take the old baggage into a new season. You don't have to do what was familiar. We have found ways to adapt through the pandemic and conversations with your boss or your spouse. They'll learn to adapt if you tell them that this is important. This is non-negotiable. This mm-hmm. is a date that I've set with myself or my kids or my spouse. And so set boundaries 
Uh, it's the job market is is kind of wonky right now. So a lot of people have some leverage that they can say, this is important to me. I will be an amazing employee. I will be an amazing wife. I'll be an amazing whatever. Mm-hmm. If you let me do this, that feels mm-hmm. good for me as well. Mm-hmm. That's good. And I think that applies to to any transition. Like if we're moving, like we don't need to sign back up for all the things and we're in a new location. What does it look like to be in that location? and still be tied to your values, you know? Yes. Yeah, we cut out a lot of, you know, the pandemic forced us to cut a lot of activities. We Mm -hmm. realized we were everywhere, every day after school with both kids. And it was, it was so tiring. So we, you know, programs shut down. And then we were like, you know what, we're not going to sign them back up for that. We would rather spend more time with each other, riding bikes, doing puzzles, Mm -hmm. doing whatever, versus feeling like we just have to check a box to do something after school. And it's just been amazing to just have that intentional time that we know we will never get back. And so we got off of that hamster wheel of feeling like, you know, the kids have to be here, there and everywhere. And it also was taking up our time. And I was like, I'm tired. And we're like, we're not going to do this again. Everything's open back up, but we're not signing back up just because it's open. We're doing things that feel better for our family as a whole. Yeah. And I know we've talked a lot about time, but this applies to money and resources as well, correct? Absolutely. Because it also saved us a lot of money. (laughs) I'm not signing up for multiple swim teams, soccer, and all Mm -hmm. the things. So you save money there that you can now reinvest in other areas, or it gives your child an opportunity to explore something different because we were just stuck in like the same routine and then we're they're in it and then we're like well now my daughter wants to try tennis okay we'll try something else mm-hmm. and that's the beauty of having decisions and being in this season of uncertainty is that it gives us time to kind of sneak away and try new things and be excited about that as well so it's it's been nice mm-hmm. yeah that sounds great So as we wrap this up, um, just tell us a little bit more about um, the services and the courses that you have to offer. Oh, I would love to. So, you know, I'm all about reclaiming time and being intentional. And so one of my signature courses, Systems for Your Sanity, is all about implementing systems in your home, which then allows you more time to do more of the things that you love. And so that is found over on systemsforyoursanity.com. Or if you hang out with me on Instagram, um, I am at I am living well-rounded. You will find a whole bunch of other resources there as well. All right. Well, this was fantastic. Um, Thank you so much for being with us today. I really enjoyed this conversation. I do too. And thank you so much for having me. It's been great to connect with you and your audience and just to share, you know, all about the living well-rounded lifestyle. You can find Jamira at jamira.com. She's on Instagram as I am living well-rounded and her podcast can be found at livingwellroundedpodcast.com. I'll link to this in the show notes. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If so, I'd like to ask a favor. Can you head over to iTunes and leave a review? Besides sharing this episode with your friends, leaving a review is one of the most effective ways you can support us and help get the word out about the incredible resources we have to offer. I'm passionate about helping families thrive and your reviews help families find us. Remember, family culture is not about perfect. It's about purpose. 